Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Biology Beyond the Microscope. My name is Katherine Gamewell. If you don't know already, this is a series where you will hear from different professors who will share their experiences as a professor and discuss what inspired them to pursue their specific topics of research. Today we are talking with Dr. Natalie Nelson. Dr. Nelson is an associate professor in the Department of Biological and Agricultural Engineering here at NC State University. She earned her bachelor's and PhD in Agricultural and in Biological Engineering at the University of Florida. She leads the Biosystems Analytics Lab and is particularly interested in questions related to estuarian and coastal water quality, land-sea connectivity, and the influence of global and local change on agro-system productivity in the Atlantic Gulf coastal plains. As we begin, would you mind telling us what led you to want to become a professor? Sure, so uh, when I first started in undergrad, I initially majored as an agricultural and biological engineering major, so I never really deviated from that path. I just stuck with that major throughout undergrad. Uh, but as I was going through my program, I really didn't know exactly what I wanted to do afterwards. So I knew that I liked being outdoors and that I was really interested in natural system dynamics and that science and math appealed to me and it, I felt like that's where my strengths were. So that's what had initially motivated me to pursue that major. And uh, because I really didn't know what I wanted to do, I ended up exploring a lot of different options. Uh, so I had participated in undergrad research in a few different labs, doing a lot of different things. Uh, so I worked with salamanders, I did genetic engineering stuff, and then nothing really was resonating with me. Uh, and then finally I ended up doing some undergrad research in a lab that focused on using different kinds of computer models to simulate natural systems. So I was doing a little bit of sea level rise modeling to understand as sea levels rise, where exactly might we expect inundation patterns to change. And I really enjoyed that work. So that was already a sign that I could tell that I had sort of discovered the area that I liked working in, but I wasn't 100% sold on research yet. Uh, so then I went and did an internship and it was an engineering internship. It was a good internship. The other people around me, the other interns seemed to really be enjoying it, but I just wasn't particularly motivated in that space. Like I found that when I was in the lab and when I was working on projects where there really wasn't a great roadmap that I had to do a lot of troubleshooting and I had to figure things out a bit on my own but with the help of my colleagues that I enjoyed that uh, quite a bit more. So I decided to go ahead and pursue research as a career, which is why I got a PhD. So I jumped straight into a PhD as opposed to doing a master's because I knew that I was on a research track. Uh, but then while I was in grad school, while I was working on my PhD, I also was exploring some different options. So I was thinking about careers in government or in academia. And what I discovered is that I really wanted to keep working with students. I liked that mentorship aspect of an academic career. And I thought it would be fun to be able to keep doing research and to choose the subjects that I wanted to research on. Uh, so ultimately, I decided to pursue professorships, and then I was lucky to get one at NC State. Yeah, absolutely. What a journey. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned that you did undergraduate research. What was the, the first topic, more specifically? So the first lab I researched, and they were doing genetic engineering. So it was a lot of lab work. Uh, we were swapping out different genes. I honestly don't even remember that <laughs> subject very well, but I was doing a lot of cell culturing 
and a, really a lot of bench work. And it didn't speak to me, but I will say that there are other people I know who really enjoy the, the bench work aspect of things. Uh, but for me, I wanted to work on something that was at more of a larger scale. So I kept kind of increasing in scale. Like there, we were working on micro scale. Mm -hmm. And then I started working with uh, axolotls. So these are a, a kind of salamander that can regenerate different parts of their body. Uh, so I was working in a lab that was studying that regeneration mechanism. And then after that, that's when I started to gravitate more towards even larger scale. And then I started working on these kind of landscape scale issues. Uh, and that's when I, I discovered what I really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. So what does your current research then in the biosystems analytics lab entail? So my current research, it's fairly broad, but it mostly focuses on using models and data analytics to study environmental and agricultural systems and to predict how these systems might change as other kinds of conditions change. So as uh, people develop new areas, as the land use changes, as management practices change, and as the climate changes, how can we consider all these different changes at once in some of these computational models? So we're often trying to simulate how exactly, in, in this case, mostly water quality in my lab is changing as a function of all these processes. And so when I say water quality, it's typically nutrient loading. So understanding how all of these changes drive differences in the amount of nitrogen and phosphorus in our waterways, and then also how that can lead to algal blooms. Yes, yes. And then um, you mentioned something earlier about um, the interrelatedness of different Systems, systems and processes, yes. yeah. So can you, can you describe that a little bit more? Yeah, so what I find to be particularly interesting is when we think about how some of these different changes act on really large spatial scales. Uh, so in many cases, we've done a lot of research where we can maybe estimate how water quality is going to change from water that's running off of an agricultural field or a stormwater pond. Uh, and these are really important issues to study. They're relatively small in scale. So what we find is that many of the different kinds of data analytic and modeling approaches that we use to estimate water quality change at small scales, those same approaches don't work as well when we're trying to estimate really large scale responses. So for example, if you want to look at how water quality is changing in an estuary that's receiving water from a really large area, mm -hmm. it's often really difficult to estimate some of those responses. Um, so and part of the reason why it's difficult is because you have to consider all these connections of many different systems. You're no longer looking at one system in isolation. You have to consider how they're all interacting with one another. Yeah, like the whole watershed. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then watersheds you can define at different scales. So you, I mean, <laughs> we can talk about the United States as being composed of basically two watersheds where one is water going to the Atlantic and the other is water going to the Pacific. So that's really coarse, but I mean, we can think about watersheds at many different scales. And so that's where my interest mostly lies. Like, how can we scale these different kinds of computational approaches across these different scales? Wow. Yeah, that sounds like a very important skill to have. Thanks. I think so. <laughs> I'm biased. <laughs> so, um... Our next question is, what does a day in your job look like at NC State? So there, there isn't much of an average day, but it often involves a mix of spending a fair amount of time at my computer, uh, answering emails, lots of emails, <laughs> and uh, working on different 
kinds of manuscripts. So whether it's articles that we're going to submit for publication or proposals that we're going to submit to agencies to request funds to support our research. So I spend quite a bit of time at my computer writing. At this point, most of my students are the ones doing the actual research and the analysis. Uh, so then, of course, I also meet with students. I meet with students who are in my lab group, but also students outside of my lab group uh, to learn about what they're working on and to help with giving advice in terms of what they could do next as part of their different kinds of research or different analysis. Nice. And I teach. So <laughs> I do teach uh, one class per semester. Um, and so one's a distance class, so in that case, still a lot of computer time. Uh, but for the other class, it's in person, so then I'll go and lecture. So it's pretty varied. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you have a busy schedule too. Yeah, it's pretty busy. <laughs> so what direction would you advise NC State students to take when looking for research topics? So I would say look really broad. Uh, you don't necessarily have to do research in the same department that your major is administered out of. So if you're a biological and agricultural engineering student, it doesn't mean that you have to do biological and agricultural engineering research. So you should look around at different departments and see more so what kinds of work are people doing, not necessarily what discipline they're in, and just see what speaks to you. Uh, so in the case of biological and agricultural engineering students, they should be looking both within the department but also to applied ecology and to the Agricultural and Human Sciences Department and really think a bit more about how they can develop an interdisciplinary experience. And then aside from that, I'd say just ask. Uh, so I think that sometimes students are a little bit hesitant to ask uh, if they can volunteer or be hired as a research assistant in a lab, but the worst thing that's gonna happen is the professor's either not going to reply to your email or they're gonna say no. Uh, but then the best case scenario is that you could get a cool opportunity, you could hopefully get paid to do the work, uh, and then you could have this really rich experience to include on your resume that will also help you to understand what you like, what you don't like, what you should maybe pursue as a summer experience. Um, so students who get involved with research, I think a lot of doors open for them, but they have to take that first step. Yeah, very, very good words, very good advice. Um, do you have any more advice or any last parting words as we come to a close here for aspiring biological and agricultural or environmental engineers? Yeah, so I would say uh, one of the best things that students can do with their time is to pursue many different kinds of experiences. So I think research can provide a really nice gateway to doing all different kinds of work, um, but also internships and really try to think about how you can align internships with what you might want to do after you graduate. So it's fantastic to participate in an experience and discover as an undergrad that you don't like a particular career path because then you can start to invest your effort into other career paths. So if you're someone who thinks you might want to work in private consulting, then try to get an internship in consulting because if you don't actually get that experience, it's really difficult to envision what the day-to-day -day is like in these different career paths if you don't actually go and experience it yourself. So if you think you might be interested in government, then definitely try to get a government internship. Uh, so I would say those experiences are absolutely crucial to really discovering what you like. And so prioritizing your effort to doing that while you're an undergrad is really valuable so that you don't have to backtrack later on. So while you're an undergrad, this is the time to really explore your interests. Thank you, thank you. Um, that was a lot of very good advice and lots of nice insights there. So thank you for your time. I hope you have a great day. Thank you, you too. Thanks for listening and I hope you'll join me next time. 
when I'll be speaking with Dr. Stephen Hall in the Department of Biological and Agricultural Engineering. Stay curious!